Hi, and welcome to The Movie Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? I'm Rosha. And I'm Hannah. And we are on Patreon. If you'd like to become a patron, all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash the movie girls. And a quick shout out to one of our patrons, Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Such what a, a like fancy name. He sounds really cute. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Ronaldo, if I was single. <laughs> You're going to finish that sentence? No. <laughs> Okay. Uh, and the book slash movie we are covering this week is uh, Skipping Christmas, and the movie version is Christmas with the Cranks. Yes. So the, oh, what are you titling this? Oh, Free Frosty, obviously. <laughs> I feel like you're really for the... Um, free Frosty, Free Frosty. That really threw me off. Okay. So the book was originally... Wait, pub- hold on. What? Before we start, though, I'm going to throw, I'm putting you on the spot. Okay. What are your top three Christmas movies? <laughs> so my absolute favorite Christmas movie. You have this already on the spot. I do. Well, <laughs> I, if you don't, what's wrong with I you? Know, right? uh, so my absolute favorite is one that most people actually don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I'll Be Home for Christmas <laughs> with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. JTT. JTT. Uh, it's a great movie. Jessica Biel's in it. Um, it's just a classic, which... Have you watched it yet? Not yet. So it's actually a tradition with me and my brother to watch it anytime we're together. Unfortunately, obviously with COVID, he's not coming this year. Um, but yeah, I think we watched it together last year. Um, you just have to press play at the same time. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's number one. And then after that, it just kind of all meshes together. I, no, it does not. Yeah, it does. Like like the... Um, actually, okay, fine. Mm. Home Alone 2 is probably next. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's funny about that though. Have what? you watched Dash and Lily yet on no. Netflix? They're, th- th- it's based in New York and they talk about Home Alone 2 uh-huh. and how, uh, Dash hates that movie because it is very, uh, geographically incorrect <laughs> because he can't get from Central Park to the wherever. And it's, it was so funny. I was like, he's not wrong. About I was that. like, yeah, but everyone else loves that movie, including myself. It's great. <laughs> I, I, the first one is good, but I, I think the second one's better. Um, and then for third... I go back and forth. Um, depending on my mood, it's either Elf or A Christmas Story. Good choices. What are yours? Okay. Number one, Always and Forever, Christmas Vacation. Mm, never seen it. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you don't know who Clark Griswold is? I mean, I've heard his name. It's amazing. It's my favorite <laughs> Christmas movie Every ever. year, people try to get me to watch it. I still haven't watched it. Ever. Number two is The Holiday. Mm. which is it's Chris it's at Christmas time yeah uh love that I will watch that movie any time of the year and number three is Jingle All the Way great movie so great (laughs) honorable mention Love Actually true it's a great movie that's pretty good yeah I have a lot I do love the Santa Clauses and all of them but those are my top three Got it. Okay, I just had to get that out of the way. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So, Skipping Christmas was originally released November of 2001, and it's written by John Grisham. Who which, is very famous, and yes. I had no idea wrote this. Yeah, no idea. Um, it got a Goodreads rating of 3.5 out of 5, and it's 198 pages. It was a quick read. It was. Thank God. I enjoy it. <laughs> the movie came out in 2004. It's rated PG. It's a family comedy and it's an hour and 39 minutes long. It's directed by Joe Roth um, and it's screenwritten and produced by Chris Columbus, 
who do you know who that is? I've heard his name a lot. Listen to this resume. Listen. He screen wrote Goonies. He wrote The Gremlins. He produced Jingle All the Way. He produced and directed Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone uh, and the Chamber of Secrets. That's where I know him. Produced from. Prisoner of Azkaban. Produced all of the Fantastic Fours, all of the Night at the Museums. Produced and directed all the Percy Jacksons. Oh my god! Produced The Help. Produced and screen wrote The Christmas Chronicles 1 and 2. Produced Scoob, the new Scooby-Doo movie. And is producing the upcoming Five Nights at Freddy's movie. He also directed... Adventures in Babysitting, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. <laughs> Have you ever seen it? I don't think so. It's amazing. Uh, also directed Home Alone 1 and 2, Rent, and Mrs. Doubtfire. That guy has to be loaded. Holy <laughs> moly. Holy moly. Yeah, that's quite a resume. <laughs> right. I was going to just brush over his name, and then I was looking at one of the reviews, and they talk about how he did the Home Alones. I was like, I need to go back and like research yeah. this guy a little bit more, and I was like... Holy cow. Well, yeah, you hear his name a lot, but um, I think the thing I know most of, like you said, is Harry Potter. Which I thought was funny because he didn't do the later Harry Potters. Yeah, I don't know if there was differences of whatever. I'm sure we will find out. I'm sure, (laughs) So the IMDb synopsis reads, With their daughter Blair away, Luther and Nora Crank decide to skip Christmas altogether until she decides to come home, causing an uproar when they have to celebrate it at the last minute. I could never skip Christmas. I probably could. You probably could. <laughs> if, if, if it was being replaced by something really great, I yeah, could Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so some fun facts. Um, I didn't really find too many fun facts about the book itself. So I'm going to focus more on John Grisham because he is okay. similar to Chris, uh, Chris Columbus. He has, you know, quite a resume. Um, so he's an American novelist. He's an attorney. He's a politician and an activist. Well, and that's why I was so... I was so surprised that he wrote this because a lot of his books are about crime, crime and, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and law and yeah. all of that stuff. Um, so he was, uh, as I mentioned, a politician. He was a member of the Mississippi House of Representatives from 1984 to 1990. Um, he has written 36 novels, and this does not include his children's series, which is called Theodore Boone, a bunch of um, uh, nonfictions things of that nature. So the 36 novels are like most of his crime novels and then a few one-offs. And then some notable adaptations of his books, aside from the one we're currently doing, are The Firm, which came out in 1993, The Mm -hmm. Pelican Brief, which also came out that year, and then A Time to Kill, which came out in 96. Which are all on our our list. Of course, obviously. (laughs) We'll get to them eventually. (laughs) So a couple fun facts about the movie. Obviously, biggest difference between the book and the movie is the title, mm-hmm. right? So the book is called Skipping Christmas. The movie is called Christmas with the Cranks. And I was like, why? why? Right? Funny enough, the same exact year, another movie was released called Surviving Christmas, and it stars Ben Affleck. So they oh. didn't want people to get confused between surviving and skipping Christmas. That makes sense. They decided to go with Christmas with the Cranks. I like that. I like the the way that they play off Christmas and Cranks. It's yeah, I, th- I thought it was perfect. I was like... Yeah. That should have been the name of the book. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, during the filming, it's reported that the cast and crew has had ingested over a 10 pounds of fake snow. Wow. <laughs> I don't know how they came up with that fact, but when you think about all the fake snow mm-hmm. that was throughout the movie that was clearly fake, yeah. um, it wouldn't surprise Just me. Just in that last scene right. alone. <laughs> it was funny. I was watching this with boyfriend Ray and I looked at him and I go, because we live in Arizona, mm-hmm. and I was like, have you ever had a white Christmas? And he goes, what's a white Christmas? 
And I go, are you serious? I go, that's so sad. I go, it's when it snows on Christmas day. And he's like, yeah, no. (laughs) And I was like, I guess it makes sense. So when he hears the song white Christmas, he doesn't know like that's what that means. (laughs) I mean, he probably just hasn't made that jump to it. He probably maybe figured it out. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think boyfriend Ray is super like into this holiday. Am I right? Well, he's more into it now. Well, yeah, because you're his girlfriend. (laughs) I, you need to you need to come drive past our apartment because this year I got him to hang Christmas lights in the window. Wow. And we are the only one in our building. What did you Christmas have to bribe lights. him with? My love. <laughs> got it. <laughs> uh, look, we spent a lot of time in quarantine. He just wants to make me happy. Cute. <laughs> uh, so the film, like we said, is based on the book Skipping Christmas. A little nod to the title of the book. You can actually see the headline of the book Skipping Christmas is the headline of the newspaper article that shows up during the tanning salon mm, scene, yes. which is kind of fun. And there's a there's a couple little easter eggs throughout the movie that that nod to the book. Uh there are a couple mistakes in in the movie. Kind of almost mistakes that they just kept in there. Did you ever did you catch any of those? I don't know. Tell me. Maybe I did. <laughs> so the first one is there's a scene where Vic is inside of the house and his kids are playing a video game mm-hmm. and he yells, Hey kids, you know, uh, the cranks are putting up frosty and the kids all, all run. Well, they're supposed to be playing this video game. And when they leave, the video game is still like, it playing? literally looks like someone is still playing the video <laughs> game. Like someone's, I didn't yeah. That. So that's one mistake. The other one is when they're getting Luther off of the roof, mm-hmm. one of the firefighters actually gets hit in the face with a ladder. <laughs> and it clearly was not supposed to happen because you can see his face and they just decided to keep it that's in there. That's <laughs> so funny. I mean, it makes it more realistic, I guess. Yeah, I thought so. The cast of the movie, there's some heavy hitters in this one. Uh, Luther Crank, who is the main character of the film, he is the guy who decides to skip Christmas, uh, is played by Tim Allen. Obviously, Woody from all the Toy Stories, Santa from the mm-hmm. Santa Clauses, uh, and Home Improvement. And this is actually uh, Tim Allen's very first Christmas movie that where he's not associated as being Santa from the Santa Claus trilogy. <laughs> so I'm he sure broke you appreciated out. that. <laughs> He broke out of it. He went the complete opposite and yeah. decided no thanks. You know, people in the reviews were not, they were like, I can't believe he did this movie. I thought he did a great job. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think either way, whether it's he doesn't like Christmas or whatever, at least it associates him with Christmas, which oh, yeah. I always do. Yeah, so. I thought he was. And I, and I think Tim Allen, I mean, if you look at him in the Santa Claus, if you look at him in Home Improvement and in Toy Story, even he plays this like kind of grouchy guy mm-hmm. who ends up coming around mm-hmm. and you love him because he's kind of like that. Yeah. Actually, to your point, there was a scene in this movie. That I don't know if you caught at the very end where Marty says to Luther, um, Santa always works on Christmas Eve. And he basically is like, huh, that's interesting. And you're yeah. like, oh, because you're Santa Claus. Yeah. Well, and there's also another there's also another Easter egg for the Santa Claus at the very end of the movie when uh when the robber is out on the mm-hmm. on the roof he yells up to him hey what are you doing on the roof and it's exactly the wording that he uses in the Santa Claus That's before right. he falls off so great so I thought that was cute <laughs> I love Tim Allen he can do no wrong in my in Agreed. my mind Nora Crank who is Luther's wife is played by the lovely Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> She's so, so great. I love her. She is in some of my favorite movies, um, in- including uh, True Lies, where she got a glo- Golden Globe for, uh, Knives Out, Freaky Friday, Sc- uh, Scream Queens, and obviously, notoriously, for all of the Halloween movies, 
Interesting enough, when I was looking at her IMDb, she's credited for the two or 2022 Halloween Kills movie. Okay. And also uh, the Halloween Ends movie. So there's two more Halloween movies coming out. (laughs) And the last one's called Halloween Ends. Ends. So So hopefully that's it. (laughs) I guess. I love her. Did she overact this role a little bit? Yes. But that's what it called for. Totally. I I love her. Personally, my favorite is her role in Freaky Friday. She kills that yeah. role. Um, but yeah, she, she's just a good good laugh. <laughs> she is. And she commit. I feel like she is always committed to yeah. her roles. And she ages just gracefully. Totally. In everything. <laughs> uh, I did get a sense from this cast, though, that they've all kind of worked with each other on different projects. So I feel like this was probably just something really fun for all like of them. Like a reunion. Too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which gets me to my next character, Vic Frohmeyer is the nosy neighbor. He's everyone had one growing up. We did. Um, it's played by Dan Aykroyd, who is one of my favorite actors. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all times is the great outdoors with John Candy. Please tell me you've seen it. No, never even heard of it. Oh my gosh. Okay. We're going to watch Christmas vacation and then the great outdoors. Cause they are my favorite movies. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, he's also in blues brothers, 2000 and all of the ghostbuster movies. You've seen Ghostbusters? No. Okay, nope. moving on. He is one of the Ghostbusters. <laughs> this is why I'm the book version of yes. this. <laughs> so Dan Aykroyd plays one of the Ghostbusters. Okay. Why is that important here? Because just like they did this, they did the nods to the Santa Claus, they also did a couple nods to the Ghostbusters wow. as well. There was a there was a scene in the movie where uh, it was the the Christmas tree scene mm-hmm. where Vic's out there talking to the boy scouts and, and Luther and Nora are inside. And she's all worried that Vic Frohmeyer is going to get involved. Mm-hmm. And Luther goes, who are you going to, who's he going to call? And uh... you know, Ghostbusters, who are you going to call is famous. So that was a little nod to the Ghostbusters. And this one is deep. Obviously I didn't, I caught the first one. I didn't catch this one. So when the power goes out at the very end of the movie, uh, there's a, there's a scene where Luther and Vic are downstairs trying to fix the fuse. Mm -hmm. Well, at one point Luther looks at Vic and asks if he knows anyone at con ed. Well, in Ghostbusters, Dan Aykroyd, you know, they actually try to impersonate people from con ed, which is a, like a some company that they that they say that they're they're part of to get into wherever they that need is to be. deep. It's a deep it's a deep <laughs> reference, but if you if you're a Ghostbusters fan, yeah. it's really it's really good. Wow. So I love Dan Aykroyd again. He can do no wrong in my eyes. Yeah, I love great. that whole group of actors. A uh, next guy to talk about is Spike Frohmeyer, is played by Eric per, Eric Per Sullivan, weird name, um, but he's Dewey from Malcolm in the Middle. Ah, yes. <laughs> okay. I never watched the show, but now yeah. I can picture him. <laughs> um, I I think he's a cute, cute little actor. Not who I expected to be playing this role. I thought he was going to be like a bigger type kid. I that's don't know. Fair. I think he did the role fine. Yeah, he's um, fine. But yeah, that's fair. So Walt Scheel, who is like the crotchety old neighbor that is not him and Luther kind of have a battle mm-hmm. back and forth, and it's played by M. Emmett Walsh. He is a fabulous older gentleman he plays in a ton of movies not i mean just little spots here and there um but under his imdb like profile like you know they always do a little blurb of everyone the very first sentence says wonderfully talented heavy set character actor that's rude i'm like 
heavy set. Like, he's a bigger guy, but I'm like, why do we need to put that in right. there? Why is that a defining thing for his IMDb? Right. <laughs> I know. So, so funny. But I thought he was perfect for this role. Yeah, he was really cute. Uh, Officer Salino is played by Cheech Marin of Cheech and Chong. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just good comedic relief. Yeah, it was weird. I've normally like if you see like a duo in a movie mm-hmm. both are like pretty well known yeah. the other guy i was like who's that guy <laughs> yeah he's just a big dummy yeah but Cheech is really the comedic <laughs> yeah. the relief last character to note is father zaberski not a huge role in the movie but i wanted to to touch on him because it's played by tom poston and this was actually his last film before he passed away oh, so you, we've seen him in a lot of other things yeah. um up until he passed but i just I love him. He's so cute. Very cute. Uh, You're not going to bring up Blair? No, no one cares. Okay. The only thing I will say is to your point about everyone kind of having worked with each other, Blair, the the actress who plays Blair, which Mm -hmm. I don't know her her name. (laughs) That's her job. Um, She played in Freaky Friday with Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, She was like the mean girl in the the mm, movie. Gotcha. (laughs) All right. Time for our games rounds. First up, we've got Who Said It? Um, Good luck. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> it's only 190 pages. I know, but still. All yeah. right, first up. We're taking a break, okay? A year off. No Christmas whatsoever. Nothing. No tree, no turkey, no gifts. We're taking the money and splurging on a cruise. I think you're trying to trick me. Is this Nora? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, next. Frosty's taking a year off, okay? The answer is no. Is that one, Luther? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> This one's my personal favorite. Why are you so brown? <laughs> Why are you so brown? That was Blair. No. no? Spike. Spike. <laughs> when he was asking Luther. There was a couple moments in the book where I was like, this isn't quite PC. No. Yeah, asking someone why they're so brown is definitely Can't, not okay. No. And it, yeah. <laughs> but I just thought it was funny, so I included it. All right. Next one. Okay, folks, here's the game plan. We're about to have a party here at the Cranks, a Christmas homecoming for Blair. Those of you who can, drop what you're doing and pitch in. That is Vic Frohmeyer. Yeah, I really like that he took charge. <laughs> I hope Boyfriend Ray becomes a Vic Frohmeyer. You will never. <laughs> did you grow up in like a neighborhood neighborhood? No. See, I did. Like everybody, like every character that was there yeah. in this movie was my neighborhood. We moved a bunch, so mm. I didn't get to like... Yeah, it's just so funny because I just think I, I had a fabulous childhood and yeah. a fabulous neighborhood. I had a good yeah. childhood, no, too. No, no, no. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. But like, I, like, I remember like all mm. of us getting like all the kids would get together. Like my yeah. dad used to have competitions with the neighbor across the street to see who could have the most <laughs> lights, like all yeah. this stuff. So this movie took me there. I always wish I had that every time I watched movies like this, yeah. mostly Christmas movies, because you get that like feeling yeah. of like that neighborly like. You know, either camaraderie or yeah. battle. <laughs> Maybe that will be your life. Maybe at some I hope point. so. Suburbia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. Who would ever dream that two otherwise sensible adults would skip Christmas and go on a cruise? Ooh, I don't know. Right. Uh, You're not even gonna guess. <laughs> no, I'm gonna guess Walt. No, it's actually Nora. I threw her in again. <sighs> you don't. Do I like that. to trip you up. <laughs> you did it. All right, next up, F. Mary Kill. Your options are Luther, Nora, and good old Vic. Not Frosty? Frosty? <laughs> do you want to? I want to marry rela- Frosty. Uh, do you want to have relations with yes. um, an inanimate object? Um, okay. I Wait, g- give them to me again. I wasn't poisoned. Luther? Okay. Uh, clearly. Luther, Nora, and Vic Frohmeyer. Okay. I'm going to kill Nora because she's wildly annoying. 
Okay. And she just blames everybody else for everything. Um, I will go under the mistletoe with Luther. Okay. Um, because he looked good with the tan. Yeah. I'm telling you. And I'm going to marry Vic. Cause like I said, I, I like, I like the neighborhood watch guy. He's involved. All right. Well, I'm going to kill Vic because he is just like I am. He's very type A. That's and like true. that you, would never You would work. not get along. No, not at all. And then I would, <laughs> I'd probably marry Nora because I, I just like that. Like she likes that whole family vibe mm-hmm. and she clearly loves Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I will, what did you say? Under the mistletoe? Go under the mistletoe. Go under the mistletoe with Luther. You understand the mistletoe tradition, right? Yes, I'm not okay. stupid. Well, I don't know. You looked at me like you were like, uh, mistletoe? I just wanted to make sure that that's what you said. Yes. <laughs> okay, so Free Frosty, man. This, uh, I was shocked how much the movie went right along with the book. You literally took the words right out of yeah. my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's no way. Like, there, yeah. you know, I thought it was like a loose adaptation. No. Yeah. Like. Pretty Cut and dry, very similar. A couple, like, I feel like you're not going to have much to talk about. No, I'll just chime in <laughs> here and there. There but. was a couple things that they added mm. to the movie that weren't in the book, yeah. but it was it was pretty spot on. So the movie opens up with Nora and Luther in bed, and they make the comment that today's going to be a big day. And it's the day after Thanksgiving, and Blair is leaving for the Peace Corps in Peru, which is exactly what happens in, mm-hmm. the, mo- in, the, in the book. Uh what I thought was funny is that they, which happened in the book a lot, was Nora asking all the time, like, is she going to be okay? Yeah. Like, again, annoying. <laughs> like, she's fine. <laughs> and she talks about how Christmas just won't be the same. And how, you know, with Blair gone, the same traditions just aren't going to feel the same. So they drop Nora off at the airport, which was kind of a quick scene in the in the movie. They didn't mm-hmm. linger too much. Uh, but I thought it was, it was interesting. I felt... Like in the book, it was a lot, a little bit more drawn out. Yeah. And like, I felt like they were like at the gate with her. And I was like, in 2000, it was, this book came out in 2001. Yeah. Like you couldn't go to the gate with people. There are certain things. Yeah. In this book and movie. I'm like, these things, like you cannot do these things anymore. No, no. And in the movie, like they, she, it was, they said goodbye to her before she went mm-hmm. to TSA. But um, yeah, I was like, I don't think you can get to the gate anymore, John Grisham. <laughs> Uh, but so after they drop Blair off at, at the airport and she's not gonna be home for a whole year, just to note on Mm -hmm. that, that's the whole thing. She told them that she will not be back till next Christmas. And so anyways, they're stopping at the store because Nora needs, um, white chocolate and pistachios, white chocolate and pistachios. Right. I know I didn't get to it. Oh, sorry. You just like, (laughs) you paused really long. Dramatic effect, Rosha. Got it. Uh, She needs, she needs white chocolate and pistachios and is pouring down rain. And Luther didn't bring an umbrella. Of course not. He talks about that. Something that they added to the, to the movie was umbrella Santa. Yes. Uh, So Luther goes in to find these items for Nora and there's a Santa outside selling these umbrellas. And he keeps asking Luther like, do you, do you need, do you want it? Do you need, do you need it? And he's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. This scene plays out a little bit differently in the book. Yeah. Um, they, we don't get to see inside the store I as know, we was, did it, as we did in the book. I was kind of bummed. So 
one thing to know, um, in the book, when he gets out of the car, he actually ends up stepping into a giant puddle. Right. In the movie, they make a point to show him not, like, he notices the puddle and then just gets drenched by a car driving right. by. <laughs> Which I hate that. That's happened to me before and it's freaking awful. Um, so, yeah. So, in the book, he actually, you get the scene of him going into the store. He can't find these this specific white chocolate because... For whatever reason, I, I think they There's, ran out. There's a leather lady who yep. takes one. She takes the final one. So they run out. And he's like, okay, well, I tried. He grabs the pistachios and leaves. And then he gets in the car and she's like, where's the white chocolate? Which happens in the movie. Uh, and he was like, they, they didn't have any. She goes, well, did you talk to Rex? <laughs> the fucking butcher. <laughs> right. Why would I ask the butcher where the white chocolate is? Uh, the difference in the book is she actually, Nora's the one that goes back into the store to find right. the, the white chocolate. <laughs> so, but in the movie, Luther goes back in and he runs into Umbrella Santa again. And he's like, you know why I don't need an umbrella? And he's like, why is that? Cause I couldn't get any wetter. And then he gets drenched by of like buckets of, of rain. So I, I loved that scene. I thought it was so funny yeah. and it gave you that anxiety. Totally. Like all the time I get it. Grocery store anxiety is a real thing, people. Yeah. <laughs> so as Luther is leaving the grocery store for the second time, he sees there's a travel agency right next door to the to the grocery store and he sees a picture of a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. And that's where he gets his first idea of like, ooh, that sounds like a good idea. It happens a little differently in the book. Yeah, so in the book, he actually in the building that he his work is in they have a travel agency in that same building. So he probably had has gone past it multiple times and kind of that's how tr- it triggers him in the book to plan this cruise. Yeah. And so he ends up, the next thing we get is he's at work now and he's crunching all these numbers. In the book, he's at home when he, mm-hmm. when he crunches all the numbers to see how much that they spent on Christmas last year. Come to find out they spent $6,100 on Christmas last year, which hopefully is a lot more than I spent. God, I hope so. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. But maybe, I mean, I hope. You do buy gifts for like everyone. I love shopping. I literally, before we started, I I showed you my post-it of shipments that will be coming in at some point and there's too many and I can't. I might forget them. I have basically like told my family like, so are we cool just like buying gifts for like the nieces and nephews and like forgetting everybody else? But that's still my problem. I keep buying them more and more things. Well, that's, that's your own problem. Uh, I know. That's a you problem. <laughs> yes. Um. Side note, Nora's Christmas attire is fabulous in this movie. She has Agreed. this Christmas vest that is like my mom dream. <laughs> it's so great. So... Luther's trying to figure out how he's going to like bring up this idea to, to Nora and get her on board. We get a little bit more inner dialogue in the book about this, but in the movie we see them at dinner at home and to zhuzh it up a little bit, which didn't happen in the book. Luther decides to throw on a Hawaiian shirt. He comes out with a boombox, you know, playing, yeah. you know, Hawaiian music. And he throws out this idea about, you know, let's skip Christmas and go on a cruise. Yeah. Which kind of sounds okay. Sounds amazing, especially after 2020. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and smart on him to kind of almost make it like it was her idea. Because yeah. he basically gets her to say, yeah, I wish I could just like forget it all. That is a man's trick. If you can get a woman <laughs> to think it's her idea, right. you can get her to do anything. But- <laughs> it's like when they say, um, when a girlfriend asks like, what are we having for dinner? Um, tell her, what do you think we're having? And the first thing she says, just say, yep, that's yes, what we're having. <laughs> yep, that is exactly what we're having. Uh, same as in the book, Nora says that she will go, but she won't go 
unless they can still make their charity contributions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, they almost say it line for line. And she's like, he's like, are you going to let $600 stop you from going on this cruise? And she's like, no, you are. And I was like, <laughs> wow, I need that in my back pocket at some point. Cause that was a good comeback. Uh, also side note. I don't, don't know if you noticed in bed when they're talking about this, um, she's reading a uh, chicken soup for the mother's soul. Yes. And I was like, I used to read chicken soup for the teenage soul. Oh, totally. I even had like the workbook where you like wrote stuff in. It's funny. I go to Goodwill and I see those sometimes. I'm like, Hmm. I I feel like Ray's daughter would do one. That would do wonders for her. Like everyone needs a good chicken soup for the soul. Do you think she'd actually read it? No, she would absolutely not read. She would. We were that type of person. She would use it as a booster while she's playing Fortnite on the Xbox. Right. (laughs) Some days I feel like I should just go in there and start reading aloud to her. I still don't think it'll work. <laughs> no, it's fine. She'll put her headphones on. <laughs> God bless her. Love it. Love her. Uh, so, but they talk about how they're going to leave on noon on Christmas morning, um, which becomes a very important date and timeline to to the story. So after they decide that, yes, this is what we're going to do, Luther decides to write these letters to everyone at work, which I'm like, there was, e- there was definitely email in 2004. <laughs> Like, yeah. I was in college at that it point. It makes more of an impact when you write it and then print it out and give it to everyone. I mean, I guess. <laughs> if you really want to get your point across, freaking put it on their desk. <laughs> uh, so he talks, he tells them, you know, he's going to be skipping Christmas. He's not giving any gifts. He doesn't want any gifts. Uh, a little different. I felt like in the in the movie, he got a lot more criticism from his mm-hmm. coworkers. Like, they were calling him Grinch. And in the book, I felt like they almost were kind of like, Hey, that's kind of a good idea. Like they were kind of okay with it. There was one guy that was like, can I come along? Right. (laughs) Yeah. So I thought that was kind of, that was kind of funny that they, and I mean, it's for dramatic effect or or whatnot. The next scene now with Nora is she's out walking. I think she's, she's going to meet up with some friends and the guy who works at the pumpkin seed, which is like the stationary store, I guess. the Hallmark. Yeah. He comes out and he's asking her about the Christmas cards and a little different. He ends up, he calls her in the book. Correct. Yeah, he calls her basically checking in like, hey, you made all these purchases last year. This is kind of what you bought. Are you going to, you know, where's your order? We're a little worried, which he asks in the movie. But yeah, it's all by phone. By phone. And and even going into this next scene, she shows up to see her friends and he shows up there and he was like, oh, actually, also, do you need the invitations to your to your party? party? And in the book, I think she's at lunch with her friends. But again, it's a phone call. Yeah. Correct? So they only hear her side of the conversation, but it still triggers them to be like, wait a minute, you're not having your party. Yeah. Did you see who her friends are? Yes. Like Felicity Huffman yes. or Hoffman. And then I can't remember. Caroline Ray. Yes. I was like, these are kind of like flashy ladies for these little side roles. Yeah, well, Felicity Huffman's not really in good light right now, but yes. Well, <laughs> back in then, that was her Desperate Housewife days. For sure. No, and I also love Caroline Ray because I was a big Sabrina the Teenage fan. I thought you were going to say Hollywood Squares fan because she was the host of that <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> Which you probably are. You love the game show now. I do. I, and I did watch it. You're absolutely yeah. right. I think now she actually makes appearances on the match game. The one that Alec uh, Baldwin hosts every once in a while. I, love I do her. like her. <laughs> so now her friends know the cat is starting to get out of the bag that they are that they are skipping Christmas. So in the book, there's a, you know, different events that happen where they have to tell people. Mm. And the first one is the Boy Scouts show up with the Christmas tree. Yeah. Uh, they're coming around to sell them the Christmas trees, uh, which 
seems wildly smart and convenient yeah when i when when growing up the boy scouts would come and take your tree away which was also very convenient Mm -hmm. but they didn't bring it to you so that was they should still do that if they don't (laughs) but anyways i digress uh but at this point you know luther has to tell them like yeah we're not gonna need that what i thought was funny is that in the movie, Nora looks so surprised yeah. that, that he didn't buy it. In the book, she's like kind of behind him, kind of almost like, not, yeah, yeah this is think. what you get. You have to you have to tell them no. <laughs> right. This is your idea. Um, Something to note, I love that the only decoration at this point that they've committed to is a wreath on the door. Right. I'm like, what? where did this wreath come from? Right. I thought we were completely boycotting. Yeah. Like. <laughs> it's definitely a holiday wreath. <laughs> right. Well, and it's just so funny. Like, I. It, this is a very Midwest town where everyone celebrates Christmas. If you go anywhere else in the country, yeah. like not having Christmas lights probably means they're, they don't celebrate Christmas. Right. And that's just like a normal thing in this town. It is not normal to <laughs> skip Christmas. Everybody celebrates Christmas. I think they, even at one point they were like, are they Jewish? Yeah. Are <laughs> like, they Hindus? Like yeah. <laughs> what, why can't they celebrate it? Um, so anyway, so he says no to the boy scouts. Uh, so after the boy scouts leave, they are back out in the truck. And this is where we get introduced to Vic Frohmeyer, the nosy neighbor. And at this point he finds out that they are also skipping Christmas and he comes over to Luther and tells him that it's time to put up frosty. <laughs> Time to put Frosty up. And we don't really get the backstory of Frosty as we do in the in the book is Frosty gets like kind of a, a whole chapter, I think. Yeah, everybody loves Frosty. Uh, yeah, so basically a few years back, I want to say like seven or eight years back, they decided like one person cre- got this Frosty and put it up on their... Um, on their roof. So then everybody in the neighborhood clearly had to do it because they're a a unit. They're a team. (laughs) So basically year after year, like this frosty putting him up on the thing is like a whole ordeal because within the different neighborhoods, there's a um, competition for like the most festive neighborhood. So obviously having a seven foot tall frosty on your roof will get noticed. Yes. <laughs> um, and I think with the exception of this current year that, you know, the, the cranks aren't doing it. There was only one year where one, one person didn't put it frosty up. Yeah. And they talk about in the book, they even go into m- more detail of how the street over does like reindeers yeah. and the next street over does Santa's mm-hmm. uh, in the movie. They, if you, there's a scene at the very end where they kind of, you can out. see the yeah, they pan out and everyone has frosties. I was like, no, that street's supposed to have reindeers. <laughs> yeah, it's no fun if it's all frosty. No. So and then so he even like gives him like a little flyer and he's mm-hmm. like, you know, time, time to put put up frosty. And they actually make a note in the book about how this is what Vic does. Vic also puts out um, printed like <laughs> newsletters around the neighborhood. <laughs> but neighborhood makes sense because I'm not seeing all these people every single day. True. Work, not so much. Yeah. Uh, so at the same time, we are now introduced to Walt Scheel, who lives across the street from from Luther. And I felt like there was a lot more tension in the in the movie between those totally. two than there was in the book. In the book, like Walt also didn't really celebrate Christmas very much until this until this year. Yeah. Because we find out that his wife is sick with cancer. But I did like I felt like it, it brought a little bit more dynamic to that character. I agree. And it makes what happens at the end of the movie a little bit more like, yeah. meaningful. Well, and I love the part that they added in the movie where where Walt, who is a, quite a bit older gentleman, says he keeps calling Luther old man. Old man. Yeah. And I love that they put that in the movie. Yeah. So that was really Their cute. Their cat also had a much bigger role in the movie. <laughs> yes. what Going back all the way to Gone Girl. <laughs> 
They add cats to movies mm. for whatever reason <laughs> to see all. <laughs> um, so, you know, Luther tells Vic, we are not putting up Frosty. And the neighborhood is not okay. The kids show up. They start boycotting. Not boycotting. They start picketing, <laughs> saying to free Frosty that Frosty needs to come out. One scene that got added to the movie is at one point, Nora's inside the house. And I actually laughed out loud at this whole scene. Nora's on the phone with Luther and <laughs> yeah. Luther's at work. And she's like, they're outside of my house. They're outside of our house. Like, <laughs> like I, I need to leave. And he's like, just leave. Right. Just get in your car she's, and go. Yeah. She's like, no, they're yelling. Like, I need to leave. <laughs> and so she gets into the car and like slowly backs out as they're like trying to get them to like get the frosty out of the out of the basement. And like Vic comes, and, like puts his hands in her in the car and like. She, she rolls up, yeah, roll up the window <laughs> on his fingers. Um, not in the book at all, but no. I thought it was a cute scene that they added. But where she was going when she left the house is that she was meeting Luther at the mall because he bought them tanning packages. Yes. <laughs> so great. So funny. Uh, this, we do see it actually get a little bit more of this tanning scene than we did in the book. Like kind of talk about it here and yeah there he goes the book. like luther goes a few times in the book and like nothing of note really happens <laughs> right just that he's been going multiple times right it just kind of gets touched on here and there but in the movie they make a whole scene about it this so. is where i laughed out loud so funny <laughs> so luther and nora go into the tanning booth and i mean i for, i used to tan all the time like i remember like being from seattle like it's cold like tanning yeah feels nice up there but they go in there and and they do note in the book about how you know luther just gets totally naked and nora's (laughs) like no i am wearing my bathing suit but anyways in the movie they go in there and someone actually walks in on nora while she's (laughs) while she's in the tanning booth why are there no doors in this place it was just like a curtain (laughs) i know it was very bizarre and then it's like right there in the mall it's very strange uh but she ends up hitting her head because she's she got startled and now she's bleeding so she goes out to the front of the tanning salon in her bathing suit and it's like a very small bathing suit then luther comes out and he's in his like speedo and then they see the pastor come through and they're just like almost burnt at this point. It was a whole scene that we didn't get in the book. The the pastor's look is just my favorite. He's just like, what is going on? (laughs) So, and very similar what happens next in the, in the book, they do write a news article about them Mm -hmm. skipping Christmas. Um, However, in the in the movie, they use them a picture of them in the tanning salon as yeah. the, like the cover photo of it. In the movie, they have a picture of like their house being dark, which is also I think is in the movie. Yeah, as well. it's at the top of the newspaper. Um, but there's actually a big scene in the book where Luther and Walt kind of get into it about that picture. Yeah, and they touch on it briefly in the yeah. movie. He kind of goes up to him and is like, "How did this get? You know, how did this picture get taken?" But yeah, similar to that in the book, he confronts him and he's like you clearly let some, you know, photographer get onto your, your, your roof so that you can, he could take this photo. And at that point you can kind of feel the strain between them in the book at this point, up to this point, it was kind of just like, whatever you do, I do me, but it caused quite a stir between the two of them. Yes. And we find out that the street took sixth place this year in the Christmas decorating, (sighs) like just, 
embarrassing. <laughs> uh, but this is the point where he, as he's confronting Walt about the picture, Nora walks up because she just found out that Bev, Walt's wife, her cancer has come back. Mm-hmm. So now Luther looks like a total heel right. at this point. <laughs> um, but so anyways, it's like kind of this awkward exchange, but very important to, to the story as well. Next thing that happens is that the police show up at their house to sell their yearly calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, he has to tell them, no, no, that we will not be buying a calendar, which this is the part that confused me in the book and the movie. She, th- they're selling the trees and they're selling the calendars mm-hmm. for chair for charitable purposes. Right. Why did that not get included in their charitable donation. Well, he did say specifically, I'll donate to the hospital and I'll match her donation for one other thing. So he was like putting a limit. He's like, well, she should have fought more for that. She was like, he was like, these are the things that I will match. Everything else has got to go. Yeah. Um, The funny thing about the calendars, they make a note in the book how at, at one year, somebody decided to make it more of like a sexy calendar (laughs) and that like did not go over well, but it actually uh, caused them to have way better sales the next year because people really wanted it. Yeah. Well, and in the movie, I think it is a, it's a sexy type calendar. (laughs) Uh, So now we've had the boy scouts come by and we've had the police come by selling things Um, in the book. One more group of people do come by that we do not get in the movie. Yes. Firefighters come by and they're selling, Fruitcakes. Fruitcakes. Thank you. They're selling fruitcakes um, to to then to donate to some cause. Uh, but yeah, another addition to the list of long list of things that clearly Nora was <laughs> donating to every <laughs> single year. I know. Um, so on top of all of these people coming to their house to sell items for charity, the carolers come by. <laughs> the carolers come by and they stand right outside of their house after a little coaxing from the neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the whole neighborhood joins in. <laughs> and it's so funny because they're sitting in the inside trying to not listen and they can't take it anymore. So they go downstairs to the basement and, and then Frosty's in the basement, just looking at them <laughs> while they're scary. hiding. It's so funny in the, in the book, the basement's a little bit different. Luther actually goes down to the basement to like, drink <laughs> oh yeah it's like times. his hideaway like he he has like a bottle of cognac that he kind of hides yeah that he goes to because he's super stressed because everyone's freaking him out i really like how you say cognac is it not cognac 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 i don't know you sounded it sounded way more elegant when you said it well i don't know if you know but i'm <laughs> i'm a connoisseur of these things <laughs> yes of cognac <laughs> Um, one thing that they added to the movie at this point is that Luther is like so fed up with his neighbors. He ends up icing the walkway <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and everyone's sliding everywhere. The carolers go sli- or sliding. He ends up freezing the cat. And it's, it's so funny. I was like, very dangerous. You could very. definitely go to jail. For yeah. This. He's like so excited about it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you're a jerk. You were a jerk. He's way, mo- way more grinchy in the movie than he is. Totally. In the book. Way more. Um, <laughs> which comes to our next scene, uh, that we is a bonus scene from the book. So it doesn't happen. Uh, Nora is reading the Grinch at the hospital. And, <laughs> and then this is where Luther shows up to meet her for lunch. This does not happen in the book. No. Along with the tanning, uh, Luther has decided to get Botox. <laughs> and he, he's in this like terrible Miami Vice suit. Awful. That I'm like, wow, who told you that was a yeah. good idea? He shows up in this awful white suit. He has this orange tan and now he can't chew 
because he is, his Botox, he can't feel his face. And so, so he's good. trying to eat. So funny. I was, I was literally laughing out loud at this, <laughs> <laughs> this point. Um, one thing that they didn't touch on so much in the, in the movie, they, they touch on at the very end is the diet that they went on in the yeah. book. Basically they've, they've told themselves they can't eat anything. So no. they're like, inhaling air at this point in the book um they have like these you know hard and fast rules like we're only having salad where we got to make sure i think by the end of the book they've each lost like six or seven pounds which is pretty <laughs> impressive for a short amount of time uh but yeah they go on this very strict diet that was not talked about because they want to just gorge on the cruise which i don't blame them I, which is a great plan <laughs> Except if it's I probably, all you can eat yeah see but my thing is i wouldn't be like all right let me lose a little bit weight for the cruise so i can eat i'd be like all right, well, I'm going on this cruise, so let's start the diet after the cruise. I'm the same way. Which is basically like, let's start the diet just after the holidays. like Or never. <laughs> or just never. It's fine. We're beautiful just the way we are. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so now it's Christ- Christmas Eve morning, and they're getting ready to leave. They're starting to, you know, pack and get everything together. And Blair calls. <laughs> Freaking Blair, man. Freaking the Blair. worst. So Blair calls, and she says, surprise. I'm in Florida. I'm coming home for Christmas. Me and Enrique are coming <laughs> home for Christmas and that they are engaged, that they are getting married. So a little bit different in between the book and the movie. In the movie, they say, oh, yeah, you know, Enrique, we went to school together. You've, you met him a couple times. Like, y- y- he's not this complete stranger right. as he is in the book. Yeah, in the book, she actually meets him down in Peru while she's with the Peace Corps. He's a doctor um, that's also working there. Yeah, so he's, which is way more intense in the book because it's like you literally met this guy like yesterday. Two weeks ago. And you're already, you know, engaged and in love. Which I like that. that happened. I actually liked that better in the book. It, it made more sense than like, oh, this random guy that I went to school with also happened to be on this Peace Corps, you know, mission that I'm on. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. So she's now bringing him home. And instead of telling her like, Hey, we've actually decided to skip Christmas. We're going to go on this cruise instead. Nora's like, Oh yeah, we'll have, we're, everything's the same. We're having the party tonight. Can't wait to see ya. I'll make all your favorite food. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Oh, the honey hickory ham. Great. Got it in the oven. Uh, and that's when all panic ensues. And <laughs> I wish we would have got a little bit more of this in the in the movie. There's like this crazy like back and forth between Luther and Nora where she's like, this is a stupid idea anyway, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, and there was way more back and forth between them when they were like trying to get ready for this party yeah. that I missed in, in the movie quite a bit. But anyways, Christmas is now back on. The party is back on. They need a tree. They need the frosty up. And... <laughs> They try to just do as much as they can. Um, a little, I think they actually have a, more time in the movie than supposedly they do in the book. Yeah, in the book they land at six o'clock. In the movie they land at eight o three. Eight o three on the dot. Um, so they're running around trying to get everything set up for this party. Mind you, I love that. Like, it in order for her to get into this mode, she had to put her Christmas vest. Oh on. yeah, she's like Christmas vest. <laughs> Back on. It's like her superhero cape. Yes. Like, which is, again, my suburban mom just dream with a turtleneck underneath it. It's so fabulous. Jamie Lee Curtis does everything for me in this movie. (laughs) Uh, So Luther goes back to the Boy Scouts who sold them. He tried to sell him the tree at the beginning of the movie. And look, you think I have a Charlie Brown tree. 
the tree that he got is a Charlie Brown tree. True. And I, I actually read that. Except yours is fake. So. It's fine. It's beautiful. It's okay. a beautiful artificial noble. Okay. Sure. It's fine. Anyways, I actually read that there was a deleted scene from here. In the book, they have Luther put the tree on top and then mm-hmm. they drive and people are heckling yeah, him. Yeah. They actually had did that scene, but they cut it oh, out. Oh, bummer. I, I like that in the book. Yeah. So what we get in the movie is just Luther taking this awful tree that they totally gouged the price up because he was a jerk to them. Fair enough. Uh, and he gets home and basically it's a giant stick by the time he, <laughs> he gets home and he throws it across the yard. And he ends up running into Wes from from across the street. And so that character almost gets completely written out of the movie. Mm-hmm. Wes Tro- Trogdon. Sure. <laughs> so in the movie, he or in the book, his character is a lot more developed. Yeah. They talk about like kind of the, the traditions with his family and like how they, you know, they do Christmas the day before and then they do, they go to like a cabin where like the entire Trogdon family is there, which sounds like a nightmare if you sounds ask me. Fabulous. <laughs> And um, so basically, yeah, you get a lot more from like the Trogdons in the book, but I don't feel like we needed it. No, but it does set up the fact that that's why Luther goes to him because he's like, you guys aren't going to be using your tree tonight. Mm -hmm. Can I borrow it? (laughs) Which is hilarious. (laughs) Which is so funny. And so uh, he ends up, (laughs) he ends up running into Spike and Spike is like, this guy's crazy and starts running away from him and he's trying to get him to help him. And he ends up tackling Spike, which doesn't happen in the book. No, again, um, dramatic effect. Yeah. And so anyways, him and Spike go into that house to borrow the tree, which Wes said that he could. He just mm-hmm. said, don't tell my wife and don't break any ornaments or which we're is, both dead, which is the first thing that that Spike does is, <laughs> is break an ornament in the book. Uh, it's actually Luther that breaks the ornament. Ah. Yeah. Uh, so while they are doing that, we get, we get, to go to another scene where Nora is at the grocery store and this happens in the, in the book, but we don't get to see it play out Mm -hmm. as we do in the, in the movie. So Nora's going to the grocery store to find like a ham, this stupid ham that Nora wants. Blair's (laughs) sorry that Blair wants. And we see her just kind of almost like the white chocolate. There's one ham left. She ends up racing this old lady to it and loses. Yep. Supermarket sweep style. (laughs) Totally. <laughs> um, she ends up buying a different ham off of somebody else at the at the cash register, which did not happen in the no. book. Then she ends up dropping the ham and it gets run over by a semi on the again, dramatic effect. Yeah. Um things that like in the real world more often than not would not happen. No. <laughs> and so at the end of all of this, she ends up buying a trout, a smoked trout. Which is where we landed in the book yes, as well, correct. but without she, all that other shit. She stuff. comes home with smoke trout either way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So back to Luther and the tree, the cops show up because one of the neighbors calls the cops because they think that he is stealing the tree, which again happens in the book. Uh, so they pull up and Spike had ran off. And so they end up arresting Luther because they're like, what are you doing? And they just want to spite him because they he didn't buy the calendar absolutely absolutely so luther is in the back of the cop car and spike ends up coming up and is like no actually we have the key he didn't steal it so they let him out of out of the cop car so nora's calling and we get a lot more back and forth of this in the book but they're trying to invite people to the party and they're inviting literally everybody that they know but not their neighbors yeah which i thought was funny in the weird in the book because they 
have all these weird relationships with their neighbors, but no one evidently is hanging out. No, no one's hanging out. But anyway, so come to find out, like no one is coming to this party. They have no one to come to the, like they have like the pastor and that's about it. (laughs) So they're still trying to figure out that piece of, of the puzzle. So at this point, Luther is now trying to put up Frosty on, on the roof. (laughs) So while he's trying to put Frosty up on the roof, we get a scene of Nora at the liquor store. (laughs) We get introduced to one of the weirdest character additions I have ever seen in a movie and a book. (laughs) They run into, she runs into a guy who says hello to her by name. But she has no idea who this guy is. No, not a clue. No idea. But she's like, I need people at this party. So she's like, do you want to come to our party? We've all run into those people where you're like, I have no idea who that person was. Yeah, you say, hey, you, because you can't remember their name. They're like, hey, (laughs) how's it going? You know, we've all been there. Um, But so she invites him. and He's like, yep, I'll be there. He's like, you're Uh, on Hemlock, right? (laughs) Got it. Got it. So now we're back at at the Crank's house. and, And Luther is trying to put up Frosty. Him and Frosty have a battle on the roof and frosty does not fare well he mm-hmm. falls off the roof and shatters yeah which does he shatter in the book uh he he gets to the point where they can't use him because mm. similar to the movie they have to use somebody else's frosty got it but important to note i believe um luther slips on ice mm. on the roof and that's what causes him to fall in the movie um the frosty just kind of sways and the weight of frosty kind of pulls frosty him took over took him down yeah <laughs> so now he's hanging from the roof off of from like just this rope um oh also did you know or did you see that as he's pulling frosty up onto the roof it looks like a noose around frosty's neck yes. i thought that was very <laughs> poignant and purposeful which ends up being the noose that luther ends up hanging off of by his ankle <laughs> Um, so, but the fire department ends up showing up and that's when the guy gets hit in the face with the ladder. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Nora also shows up. And so they get Luther off of the, off of the rope and Vic Frommeyer comes over and he's like, what is going on? Like, this is what it, like, what is happening? They end up telling him, like telling the neighbors, like Blair is coming home, you know, we don't know what to do. And so they all decide to pitch in to help make this Christmas Eve party happen. Like someone's going to grab a ham. Someone's going to grab a turkey. They're borrowing a frosty. And mm-hmm. that and that's exactly how it happened. In, yeah, in it was book. actually really cute to see like the whole neighborhood. Come yeah, together. you know, time of need. Uh, and so they have they actually have the police guys go the police guys. The policemen <laughs> go to the airport to pick up Blair and Enrique and I know I shouldn't have laughed at this, but I thought it was so funny how he tried to spell Enrique <laughs> and he spelled like they are holding up signs. One of them has a sign that says Blair. The other one has a sign that's supposed to say Enrique. He spells it N period Ricky N Ricky. I was like, I looked at boyfriend Ray and I was like, that's how you would have spelled it. <laughs> I actually loved that. I realize it's not appropriate, but it's hilarious. But it was funny. Um, so now they're back at the party and we see that stranger that that Norma at the liquor store. He shows up with a ham, which he shows up in the movie or in the book. But I don't think believe he shows up with a ham. The ham isn't even a thing in the book. No, there's no ham. She in the does book. not like ham in the book. Blair, Blair only likes the caramel whatever Oh, the pie. caramel cream pie. Yes. <laughs> So the police are trying or the everyone in the neighborhood's trying to get everything decorated in their house and they're not quite ready yet. And a lot of 
the ending of this does not happen in the book. They correct the ending of the movie kind of drags on quite a bit. So they're stalling to get Blair home and they're just trying to tell them like, just drive slower. So they're driving really, really slow. They end up actually while they're decorating inside the house, they blow a fuse. Mm -hmm. So now there's no electricity in the whole neighborhood, (laughs) right? In in the whole neighborhood. And that does not happen in the book. There's no blown fuse. No, nothing. There's no issues really aside from having to decorate. Right. It goes over very well. (laughs) So, and Luther and Nora are trying to cover up their tans because they don't want Blair to know that, Mm -hmm. that they weren't planning on having this party. Uh, So while the cops are trying to stall to get to this party, they stumble upon a break-in, which doesn't happen in the book. None of this happens no. in the book. And they end up arresting this this burglar. And it totally freaks out Blair and Enrique. Enrique. And <laughs> and I'm like, welcome. And, and, and it made more sense in the book. In the book, because Enrique has never been to the United States during right. Christmas time, which they try to play off a little bit. But realistically, if she knew him from school, like, yeah. he knows what Christmas I is. just didn't know why they changed. Like, I was like, that. there was no reason to no. change that. Anyway, so <laughs> they have now, they have the burglar in the back of the car. And, but they get to the house. Blair is home. They, everyone is happy, partying, whatnot. And Spike goes out to the cop car. And he talks to the burglar and the burglar tells him this sob story about how he was stealing things for his kids and he's hungry. So Spike's like, well, you, we have a lot of food. Like if you promise not to run away, like you can just go in and eat. And so he lets the burglar into the house. (laughs) And then, uh, so now the party's going on and we find out that the stranger who Nora invited, his name is Marty. uh, He ends up singing songs in Peruvian mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, with Enrique and which hap- that does happen in the book. I'm pretty sure it's just Spanish, not Peruvian. Peruvian. <laughs> you know, it didn't feel right coming out of my mouth, <laughs> but Peruvian is a word, right? Yes. If you're anyway. from Peru, you're Peruvian, but there's no language Peruvian. Yeah, like I said, it didn't feel good coming out. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> but it was, it was a lot more grand in the movie than this yes. sing along. Yeah, it was like the cops came in, Abby from the freaking uh, store came in, Vic of all people right. chimed in <laughs> with a with a, an accordion yes uh and then luther gives this like awful toast i wouldn't even call it that right honestly. he's just like like nora tells everyone thank you for being here and luther is just kind of like samesies <laughs> same what she said yeah and uh, this that does not happen in the book so so they're upstairs. So Nora and Luther are upstairs and Luther's still trying to go on this cruise. He's like, we can still make it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fine. And, and Nora's like, no, like one, you're a jerk to all these people that just helped you. Mm-hmm. And no, we're going to spend time with our daughter who came right. home. <laughs> and that does not like pretty much right when they find out that Blair's coming home, like Luther gives up the fight for the cruise. Right. Like there, there's no really talk yeah. about That's him. to your point of like, um, Luther's much more Grinch like in the movie. Yes. So nor, like I said, Nora put him in his place and, and Luther ends up walking over to Walt and Bev's house across the street who didn't come over to the party because it started snowing. And, he brings over a ham. The ham's introduced again. And they're like, no, we're like, we're vegetarian and I don't eat yeah. salty food or whatever. I totally thought that 
that he brought the ham because he was going to, like, hide the gift in the ham. Uh, <laughs> That's why I thought he took well, it Well, yeah. So, in the book, he only goes over... He goes over there once. Yeah. In, with so, an envelope. Right. And so, he goes over with this ham, and he has this kind of awkward exchange with them, and then he walks back over... And then he starts thinking. He sees, like, everyone in the... That was way too long. Yeah. Yeah. They, he sees everyone through the window having a good time. And then he decides to go back to Walton Bev's house and decides to give them the cruise that they were going to take. And I thought it was so cute. I was like... In my in my mind, I was like, it's going to be a nightmare to change those names because you can't change names on anything. That was another but- thing. You can't do that in 2020. <laughs> no, absolutely not. But very cute. I loved how that wrapped mm-hmm. up in, in the book. And it was just kind of a nice little neat, neat bow. And that's kind of how the book ends. Mm-hmm. Not the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so after he gives them the cruise, they figure out how they're going to go. Uh, Luther goes over and... He sees Ned up st- up on top of the roof, still stuck on Frosty. <laughs> Poor so, Ned. So he helps Ned get down, uh, which, again, is just making this go on longer than right. it needed to be. So, and then also, as he's walking in, we see that the burglar is now taking things from inside Luther and Nora's house, and he leaves to go out the roof, and that's when, when Luther looks up and he's like, hey, what are you doing up yeah. there? He falls off the roof. He's about to run away. And Umbrella Santa slash Marty the Stranger. Plot twist. Plot twist. What a plot twist that didn't need to happen. <laughs> I will say I preferred it, though, because in the book, True. you get zero like gratification on like who this Marty actually ends right. up being. But in the movie, you actually, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. He was, you know, yeah, Umbrella so, Santa. <laughs> yeah. So we actually do get an ending to that mystery. He is umbrella Santa who was outside of the store and presumably just kind of eavesdrops on everyone's conversations. conversations. And that's yeah. how he knows everybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to your point, that was, I am good. that I am glad that we got a conclusion to the yes. mystery because it would have kept me up at night. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's kind of how the movie ends. They pan out and you see all the frosties everywhere and, Merry Christmas. The Well, the very last scene is um, Nora finally comes out and kind of stands with him. And, you know, he goes, Christmas, skipping Christmas was a stupid idea. And then Nora, of all people, goes, maybe next year. True. I'm like, girlfriend, yeah. you were so against this. Now maybe next year? Yeah, right. Again, as long as it's her idea, she, right, she will exactly. do it. <laughs> but we, uh, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and that's how it ends. So, I mean, it's pretty clear did the did the movie stay true to the book? Absolutely. Yes. Like way more than I ever thought. Yes. So um but what are you taking, the book or the movie? I'm gonna take the movie because as we've clearly mentioned multiple times, this movie is a laugh out loud movie. It like is. it's a feel-good movie and uh with the exception of like making him more Grinch like, which I didn't think it was necessary necessarily. Um I, I really like this movie. Uh obviously the the actors are great and it's it's a heavy hitter movie. So yeah, I gotta go with the movie. Surprisingly, I'm gonna take the book. What? Because I they're like again, is if there is a book that I can sit down and I'm like, I'm an enjoy I'm enjoying reading it. I wanna get done with whatever I'm doing to finish it and to read it. I don't it just gave me a feeling. I loved all Didn't of- you say this is like one of your favorite movies? Not like of your top three, but like It is, but I never read the book before. Well, that's fair. And I don't know. It, like I said, it, it gave me such nostalgia of my of my childhood and, and neighborhood that maybe I just it was a little bit more 
calm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the book was more calming and gave me that like Christmas feeling. Yeah. The movie gave me a lot of anxiety. It's very panicky. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go with the book. All right. Split decision. All right. <laughs> All right, that's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Booby Girls. You can also email us at theboobygirls at gmail.com. And like we said earlier, we are on Patreon. We have a couple of levels that you can um, subscribe to. We've got our rom-com level. Uh, which gets you episodes at least 24 hours in advance. You get access to our Karen reviews. And then we've got our drama level, which gets you everything I already mentioned. You also get a sticker for joining. You get a shout out like we did earlier. And you get access to our after credits party episodes. We've had some friends being like, where's my sticker? And I'm like, you will get a sticker when you sign up for Patreon. Yeah, you don't get preferential treatment just for being our friends. No. (laughs) No, you need to fully support. Yes. (laughs) So... Continuing on with our holiday episodes, we are doing The Grinch. And we let our Instagram followers decide which one to do because there's the original Grinch, there's the Jim Carrey Grinch, and there is the new kind of cartoonish Grinch. Which did you vote for? Oh, I definitely voted for Jim Carrey Grinch. So did I. And that's what pretty much everyone did. So we will be doing the Jim Carrey Grinch uh, as well as the children's dr seuss the yes. grinch who stole christmas super so. excited for that one yes and it's coming out on christmas, christmas eve, eve. Yep. so listen with your fam <laughs> all right thanks for listening and remember don't judge a book by its movie bye, bye.